compliance, the practice of obeying rules or requests made by people in authority. This is the Pharmacy Compliance Guide with Jeff Hedges. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation. This is Todd Yuri, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, has a very interesting segment within a segment. We promised you to always deliver some good content about compliancy. The Pharmacy Compliance Guide has been a podcast segment of the Pharmacy Podcast Network for quite some time. However, we do not believe in standing still. The grass does not grow beneath our feet. And with that, we are launching a new segment within the Pharmacy Compliance Guide, part of the RJ Hedges team. I want to introduce to the team, if you don't know her already, (laughs) Jenny Shell is part of the the RJ Hedges team. She's the Senior Compliance Strategist, and this is her new segment. So, Jenny, welcome to your own show. Well, thank you, Todd. I'm rather excited. I can't wait to see where this takes us and what all conversations we will be having in the future, but I'm super excited to be on with you. I am too, and I guess, first of all, we do have somebody in the room with us that's being, um, interestingly, and not much, not like his personality, quiet, because he's not a quiet individual, so I want you to introduce our guest. (laughs) I have my friend, Mr. Ainsley on the phone with us. Um, Ainsley has a pharmacy in Delaware, and Ainsley has been working um, with RJ Hedges since about 2014, and he has become a very good friend of mine. I absolutely adore him. Um, He has a wonderful family um, with a wife, Rachel, who is just a hoot. And Ainsley and I have just been getting along for a while, and we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. So I thought he would be a fun person to bring on for my first segment of the podcast. Mr. Ainsley, Hi. welcome. Thank you. It's truly an honor to be part of this inaugural podcast, and um, we'll, we'll have some fun tonight. Now, hopefully, we'll, we'll have, have your, your listeners really engaged. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> So, um, first of all, um, Jenny and I are Steelers fans, and the great uh, city of uh, Philadelphia captured the Super Bowl this year. So, are you a, an Eagles fan over there? I'm sad to say I am not an Eagles fan. I don't even know how – I don't even follow American football. I do not follow American football. I, am a, I follow Real Madrid in Spain, soccer. I'm a diehard Real Madrid fan. If anybody comes to my basement, they will know that I'm a Real Madrid fan. <laughs> He's a real I've football fan. My, my like the real football. The colors of the club. <laughs> He's the original. Yeah, the real football. The yeah, original the real football. But I, I'm, I feel happy for this, the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> well, tell us about your pharmacy uh, over, in, over in Wilmington, Delaware. Tell us about um, your pharmacy. I, uh, we have a small, literally a mom and pop store. Uh, my wife is the CEO of the company. I'm the face of the company. We have uh, three, four other employees, um, another one pharmacist and two other technicians, and I have a delivery driver. We have a small pharmacy. We are very much engaged in our community. We do lots of charities. We help with, we're from a, 
if anybody knows about Wilmington, Delaware, we're considered one of the more, how should I put this in a nice way? <laughs> it's a very dangerous city. We have at least one, one shooting when somebody is fatally shot at least once a day. So we are part of a, uh, a dangerous community, but we've also taken up the mantle of trying to help that problem um, by doing a lot of charity work and do, um, being, for want of a better way to put it, we're, we're trying to be peacemakers in our, in our small little community. So that's 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 our claim to fame. We're we're peacemakers in our, our little neighborhood. Jenny, what are we talking about tonight in this first episode? Because I know you brought Ainsley here for a very specific reason, and I want you to kind of kick this off for us. Uh, sure. So I wanted to talk tonight about Medicare um, and the different types of Medicare applications there are. It's something that I get asked about all the time because there seems to be a lot of confusion in what Medicare application people need to fill out. If they um, want to do immunizations, what application do they need to do? Is that the same as if they want to do um, accreditation and do non-accredited drugs? So I thought this would be a really good way to start out because I think there's a lot of room um, to, to expand the knowledge base out there so that people really understand that Medicare, there, there's more options out there than, the, what, than most people think. And I thought Ainsley would be a great one to talk to because we've helped Ainsley with both his CMS 855S application so that he has his uh, Medicare number that he is able to bill for non-accredited drugs as well as DME items, so he is accredited, and we also have helped him with the CMS 855B application, and that application is what you do for immunizations. So I thought he would be a good one to, to come on, talk to us about the experience and the importance of having the Medicare numbers in his store and how we have been able to help him um, get through the process. So Ainsley, from your perspective, from your perspective, I want you to kind of throw your hat in the ring here and, and give us kind of what oh, does this all look like definitely. from your side? Well, let me let me let me start off by saying in 2014 when I met Jenny and the RJ Hedges team, we had just started. We, it was, our pharmacy was a year old. We were we had we had a few consistent customers, you know, but we wanted to expand. We wanted to be able to capture a bigger market. And I talked to Jenny, I talked to her dad, RJ, and what we discovered is that if I get a Medicare accreditation, I could be able to, to do things like walkers and um, I could bill for immunization. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's a good idea. And I went home. Actually, I didn't even go home. I called my wife on the phone while I was at a conference where we actually met. Um, and I won't mention the name of the conference because it's a copyrighted thing. Um, uh, and I spoke to my wife and she said, go for it. If you think this is what we can we can manage, go for it. And 
I spoke to Jenny, I spoke to Becky, and I spoke to Amy. And they both all agreed, this is what we need to do. And they got together at the conference. And we signed up and we spoke to someone at, at BOC who was at the booth next door. And it was almost like an instantaneous click. I can't believe and you remember all the details, Ainsley. I am rather impressed right. you remember every remember. single one of us that was at the booth. It's oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and um, actually, the lady at BOC was Wendy. It um, was. It was Wendy. And um, we all got together. We sat down. We sat, I signed up with both of them at the same time. And so I went home. And I said to myself, well, this will take a long time before anybody calls me. The next week, Amy calls me. We get a credit. We, we start the process. She asked for ex all the documents that they wanted. I quickly put all the documents together, faxed it off, and they started the process. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt you there on that, Ainsley. Um, you did such a great job getting us that information quickly because the key with Medicare is they take forever to process the application. And you were able to get us the information that we needed in order to complete that 855S application. And the 855S, um, we fill that application out. It goes to National Supplier Clearinghouse, NSC. And there's right. specific documents that has to go with it. And we always like getting that information from our clients as fast as we can so that we can get the application completed in its entirely and back to the client so that they can um, do a double check and to sign the application and submit it. Because NSC takes roughly three months to process that application. That's right. Now, That's are now doing fingerprinting. Ainsley, did they do fingerprinting on you back then, or was that something no, that they... No, because... You because, lucked out. Uh, you lucked had, out. Not only that, they actually, what they did, they said they checked the federal database, and because and, my fingerprints were on the federal database... Oh, don't you think you're lucky? <laughs> well... <laughs> you know, I'm on. I'm on everybody's database. So you were uh, you were one of the lucky people because it only took three months. And if you don't have it, your it fingerprints, they came, it can take four. Yes, and they what they did is that they came to the store. They did uh, NSC came to the store as well as BOC came to the store, and they they did their inspection. And because I had signed up with RJ Hedges. I had all my documents on in in the store on hand, and it was a, I would say both inspections did not take an hour; they took maybe twenty minutes each. Mm -hmm. um, as a result, within after my inspections, within within that month, I, I was able to um, to get my documentation. So I would say the whole process started in uh, it started when in March the process the process itself started in March and by summer I was I I had my documentation ready for the new um, flu season. 
Well, that was a different application, Ainsley. That was, we completed the 855B. That one's for your immunizations. And that right. one, but that's... We filled, we filled up both at the same time. Correct. We did because at the same time. you were one of the ones that, like most pharmacists out there, you were confused on the difference between... Oh, I had no idea that medic- there were so many forms. It, Exactly. And there are different um, ways to go about getting Medicare numbers. And it's important to look at what are you trying to do? Because in your case, we wanted you to get two different numbers. We wanted you to have that Medicare number so that you could bill um, for the DME items and for non-accredited drugs. But we also wanted you to have that immunization PTAN so that you would be able to um, take off with your immunization program in the fall and to be able to bill uh, Medicare for your your flu shots. And that was really important to us. And the beauty with um, completing the 855B is that application actually goes to the regional office. So they don't take nearly as long as NSC. So typically not Uh, flu season, when you process that application, it only takes about uh, six weeks or so. It doesn't take nearly as long. And two different applications, but you do have to pay the fees for for each. And I know for 2018, um, the fees this year are $569 per application. And it's important to note that every single year, Medicare raises the price. Sometimes it's only by uh, $9. Sometimes it's by 20. You never know what the fee is going to be. But it's, it's important that you know when you're going into Medicare and you're looking at what numbers are going to be best for my store, that you realize that you're going to have that um, application to, to fill out and you're going to have to pay that fee through the PICO system. And we we walked you right through all of the steps so that you didn't even have to worry about it, right, Ainsley? Actually, you all did one better. What I did we do? You all the credit. I, I, gave, <laughs> I gave Amy my credit card, and she did the transaction. So she did the paperwork for you on Picos. So yes, literally, literally all you had to do was, was um, sign the application and, the and mail it. Yes, that's right. Uh, yes, yeah, sign and mail. And Which is she, perfect. You all sent me the envelope to mail. We did. I think we even put the postage stamp on it so that you wouldn't forget. That's right. And we send the blue pen or our sticklers, and they like blue ink when it comes to signatures. So if you are filling out a Medicare application, a revalidation, anything with Medicare, please make sure that you're using a blue pen so you don't get something back from the lovely folks at Medicare saying, denied, wrong color ink. Ink. That's yep. crazy. That's very important. It is. But another thing. And um, one, one thing to, that your listeners should know, if they try to <laughs> fill out the, the form on, the, on their own and they, they're, uh, they're rejected, they will have to sign up a form again and they'll have to pay the 500 and something dollars. Well, yeah, well, they give you so much Time, like if you do an application and it gets rejected, you have so much time to put it back in and see if if they like your application or not. But Medicare, I always say that there's special places. There's a special place in heaven for those that work at Medicare because, well, you never get the same answer no matter who 
you talk to at Medicare. Um, but they're just a pain in the butt. And that Medicare application, the 855B, let's see, how many Garstrom pages is that? It's a whopping 48 pages that you have to figure out what page you have to fill out, where you're supposed to sign, and what you're doing. And that's one of the beauties with um, with our clients. We're able to do these applications for um, our clients, and we're really excited to announce that we are actually branching out and we're going to have a service just for completing Medicare applications. So if you guys out there, if you feel so overwhelmed by these stupid Medicare applications and the revalidations and you feel like you're just throwing your hands up in the air and saying, oh my gosh, I cannot handle this anymore. Why is Medicare doing this to me? Just contact us at rjhedges.com. Um, we are going to be able to do these applications for for folks now for just $500 and we'll get it all done. Because if you look at these applications, they are extremely daunting because they are so long. And Medicare has it set up that it's like a one size fits all, they think, for these applications. So we're in the world of independency and our, our we think pharmacy, right? Well, when you look at these applications, they are for everybody. It can be for your ambulance service. It can be for um, laboratories. It can be anybody really out there. I mean, there's all different things, um, divisions of the healthcare industry that would fill out this application. So knowing what and what sections you have to fill out is so important and knowing which application to fill out is so important. So to recap real quick, 855B, B as in blood, is for your immunization. So if you guys out there want to get a um, immunization PTAN number, go for it. It's fantastic to have. I'm a huge advocate for offering immunizations within the pharmacy. It's a great service to offer your clients and 855 be completed. You will be what is called, um, oh gosh darn it, it's a blonde moment and it's totally leaving me. Oh, what do you call it? It's, um, you have to accept assignment. There we go. There's that the light bulb just came on. So anyway, uh -huh. you will be accepting assignment if you bill Medicare for immunizations. And what that means is immunizations, um, Medicare requires you to accept assignment. So that means Medicare is going to pay you the pharmacy that you pay directly. When you deal with the other division of Medicare, that 855S down at NSC, you have the option of, you have the option of, of accepting assignment or not accepting assignment. So that means you can build Medicare directly, which mm, I would say would be you don't accept assignment and you're just telling your patients, you know, this is the price, you pay us, and then you can submit it to Medicare. I'm not a huge fan of that because I feel like with my life being busy with the kids, I would say, no, I have to, to have everything done right there and then. Um, but there, I have a lot of clients that don't accept assignment. But here's the kicker for you folks. If you have a PTAN number for immunizations, so you're already accepting assignment for that, you have to accept assignment for um, your 855S application. So there's no 
no confusion there. So if you don't do immunizations, then you can have the option of do I accept assignment, do I not accept assignment. But if you accept or if you do immunizations, now I feel like I'm going to confuse everybody. If you do bill immunizations, you have to take assignment. Does that make sense or did I just completely confuse both Ainsley and Todd and the whole audience out there? Hello, Earth ah. people. I confused you. Um, here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. If, you can, if, you, if you're doing a, um, immunization, if you're doing immunization, you have to accept assignment. If you're not doing immunization, you don't have to Ainsley, accept you just summed it up so wonderfully with way less words. See, this See, is why, why I keep you why around. Here. This is why. This is why. This is why he's hot. Mm -hmm. I keep him around for this. He's my other. Exactly. He's my other salesperson, you know. If you see us at a conference, I'm usually at the booth. Mm -hmm. He's my sidekick. <laughs> um, what, one of the things I, I, I would, one of the things I would like to say about the uh, assignment—not only assignment, but um, when you sign up with RJ Hedges as well, you also have the option to find companies that will assist you once you have your PTAN numbers to do your immunizations, to do your DMEs, to help you with the billing process. Because it's no, it's no good that you, can, you have the numbers and you can't bill because you don't know who to bill to or it's difficult to figure out how to bill. How to bill. You can get assistance with that through RJ Hedges as well. Well, that that's because we, we do have clients all across the country, and we get to talk to them all the time. So we hear feedback from them of who they like working with and who they don't like working with. And it's been just that helps us tremendously when um, I see that's opening. Those knowing who I can say is a good company to work with for like billing. Perfect example. Um, there's a company called Transact RX. They gonna, specialize. I was talk about Transact RX. See? Easy DME. Exactly. Okay, Transact you. RX. They are fantastic. They specialize in immunization billing. We um, will send people over to them because we've noticed that pharmacists are fantastic at doing immunizations, but you guys pretty much always stink horribly, horribly at the billing process. So we try to find um, companies that are working well with our clients and that we feel comfortable recommending. I mean, we don't recommend a ton of companies because, you know, that can get a little sticky because you have one client that has great experience and then you have another client that had a horrible experience. I mean, you know how that is. It's like, is it? It's, it's like a car. Should I go for a Ford today or should I go for a Dodge? So that's why we don't get too much into um, like who is the best company for billing, but we will give you ideas or we'll just hook you up with another one of our clients that you can just talk to. Like I, for example, I can call Ainsley and say, hey, I have a pharmacist who is looking at doing DME. Can you help him figure out who to use for DME billing? And guess what? Good old Ainsley down there will be more than happy to take a call because he loves me. And he takes a call, helps that pharmacist out, and gives them some pointers. So it's, it's a really great relationship there. From, from your perspective. From a pharmacist's perspective, when you have, you know, yeah, from a 
perspective, when you go to a clinic and you, you, you have all this stuff and you have to bill, let's say, 20 patients or 30 patients, and, and a really good day, you have 200 patients who you've just given immunizations to, and you're stressed out about these patients and how do you bill for them. It's, it becomes easy when you have a company that you're dealing with, like uh, in, in our case, like Transact RX and RJ Hedges. RJ Hedges basically told us, deal with Transact RX um, as an option. And we call them and they made life so easy. And what they do is they also teach your technicians how to bill for uh, animalization. Another company is EasyDME. EasyDME teaches your technician how to build a, a DME product. And they advise you. They'll say, here what? These products, these are the products that would, would, would help you to, your business to grow. So they would say, here what? If you, you want to build a, a walker, a rollator, this is how you this is how you go about billing a role later or you want to build they tell, they walk you through the steps very easily so there's there's this they have staff that is well trained in walking pharmacists who pharmacists and pharmacy staff who are not trained at doing this on a daily basis in order to become proficient at doing it on a daily basis. And it, it makes life so much easier for a pharmacist to know that he can pick up the phone and say, here what, I just got a script for a pair of stockings, so I got a pair of for a shoes, what do I do? And you, you feel so confident that you just want to do another one right after it. Um, and it's that confident, that level of confidence that helps when you when you have companies backing you as a pharmacy that are in your corner and somebody comes in and asks a question do you have so and so form yes i have that form because i'm with rj hedges and they've provided me all they can call and if i don't know <laughs> where in the form i call my and she'll walk you through how to fill out a form for a pair of shoes so that you build the pair of shoes properly and now you can fit the pair of shoes and you have a documentation. God forbid somebody comes and asks a question about your pair of shoes. So you have the documentation. You have everything in a file and everybody's happy. And that is the kind of confidence that a company like RJ Hedges provides for their patients and their clients. Because we want to make sure that you have all of the tools um, to be as successful as possible. Because there's so many possibilities out there for pharmacies to increase their business and to help patients. You just have to figure out what your niche is. And if your niche is dealing with Medicare, then let's figure it out. Let's find out what division. Even if, even if, that, even if it's not your niche and it's just something that want, to, to, mm -hmm. to increase foot traffic, it's it's something, it's, it's good to have it in your corner, to have, even if you're not going to do a, 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 a hundred of them, a hundred, let's say, rollators, 
in a year where you you know you you may not make your money back from the investment that you made to have but what it will do is it will increase your foot traffic into your store so the one patient may have brought in a strip for a rollator and now she sees the other services that you offer and she may fill her prescriptions with you she may buy vitamins from you there's so many other services that you may provide for her that just coming in to buy to get a rollator from medicare would have increased would provide i totally you. forgot to mention earlier that i really wish that i would have was um when we were talking about the different options with medicare was ainsley is he took advantage of becoming accredited but accreditation is not always the right fit for everybody and a lot of people ask me if you can have a medicare number and not be accredited and the beauty to that is is yes you can have a medicare number and not be accredited there is a spot on your 855s application that ask if you are going to apply for a number for non-accredited drugs guess what non-accredited drugs means no accreditation is needed so you can get a medicare number bill for drugs like albuterol which seems to be what everybody wants to be billing for because it's a need you can bill for um anti-rejection medicines and cancer medicine things like that there's a, a list of six different things on that application and it specifically says non-accredited drugs. You can go ahead, you can get a Medicare application, and you don't have to get accredited. Because, again, the accreditation, dealing with the DME items, that is not for everybody. But offering your patients um, the having the ability to, to, to be able to bill Medicare for those breathing treatments, that's fantastic. And one thing, too, when you're looking at, completing an 855S application. A couple things that you need to have um, in place when you submit that application is you have to have a surety bond. You need to have one of those in place um, for $50,000 in coverage. The key to that is, and I have to be careful how I say this now, because that should only cost you about 250 bucks. Now, I have to put this little clause in there now because I said that one time, not knowing that the gentleman that I was on him way more, and he called me back, and he's like, Jenny, you told me it was only going to cost $250, and it cost me, oh my word, I think it was like well over $1,000 or so, and um, so now I have to say, when you apply for your surety bond, it should only cost $250, but if you have some skeletons in the closet, it will cost you more, so you have to have that. And then you also have to have your certificate of liability. You need to have that in place, and you need to have it with the certificate holder with NSC's information. You need to have that if you're going for the drugs or if you're going for accreditation. That is important. If you're going for accreditation, you will also need to have a copy of your certificate of liability with your accrediting organization as your um, certificate holder. So there's 
like nine different accrediting organizations out there. I like working with BOC. If you choose BOC, great. If not, hey, that's fine. There's HQAA. There's the compliance team. There's ABC, the lovely joint commission. I mean, the list goes on and on. But um, those are two documents that you will need to have in place when filling out that application. Whether you fill that application out on your own and submit it, or if you have us at RJ Hedges complete it for you. We have to have those in order to submit it to Medicare, or Medicare will kick it back because they have to have that documentation to make sure that you're legit. Again, two very easy documents to get a hold of. It, it won't take you long. Mm -hmm. If I was a pharmacy owner and I had the need for accreditation and uh, compliancy, I would walk over to the um, to my browser, to my web browser, and I'd type in RJ Hedges and Associates, and then I could hear for the rest of the time not having to worry about it. That was easy. So I just think that there's a component <laughs> <laughs> to this that we need to press the button RJ that Hedges, was easy. and that's it. Just press the button that was easy. and walk away. <laughs> exactly. And you know, and I, agree with I, that. Could, I could literally, we should have another podcast on just the benefits of accreditation, the process of it, because that's a whole nother can of worms that I get, again, a ton of questions on. So we're saving that for another time. But um, those are all things to consider when, again, you're dealing with the world of Medicare. Ainsley, with, with, with the um, I'm going to make a statement here with accreditation. Accreditation is becoming so important. <laughs> Sorry, you know some people Ainsley would say accreditation is so not important because it's a big pain in the tush. But I, it might be a pain in the tush, but very important if you want to bill for any drugs. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Especially if you want to bill for HIV drugs, it's becoming very very important. Well, and I. And I I think, honestly, that accreditation in a whole is going to become um, a requirement in time. Because, I mean, look at the insurance companies. The insurance companies are, are just getting crazy with all yeah, of their requirements. So I think that's going to be – I think the pharmacy accreditation aspect is going to be coming um, down the road. But who knows? I mean, I thought that two years ago when insurance companies are still being crazy and – still no requirement per se for pharmacy accreditation, but we are seeing more insurance companies um, and states requiring accreditation to participate in Medicaid programs. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. In order, in the state of Delaware, if you want to bill for HIV drugs and for a Medicaid patient, you have to be accredited. Fortunately for me, I was already accredited with BOC. That's because you're awesome like that. Mm -hmm. You were on top of it before you needed to be on top of it, Ainsley. That's right. Because I have a team like RJ Hedges. <laughs> well, um, I thank Ainsley for being uh, such an amazing guest tonight. You're going to have to come back. Jenny, obviously, you've kicked off a, a very um, meaningful show and component of the Pharmacy Compliance Guide. I'm very excited about the new segment and what you're going to do and present and bring on other guests like Ainsley. If not, maybe it's just Ainsley. Maybe this becomes the Ainsley show. It could be. It could be the Jenny and Ainsley show. It could be the Jenny and Ainsley show. It's it all good with us. And we could get some really fun theme music too. Can you, can you work on that, yes, Todd? Of course I will. Of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> 
So no, but I'm hoping to bring some other topics and some other awesome guests to the show. I mean, not that Ansley's not awesome, but other awesome guests. Yes, mix it up, mix it up. It's okay, it's okay, Jenny. I still so, love you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this component and this sector and this crazy uh, com- uh, side uh, bar of the pharmacy compliance guide with Jenny. I'm excited about it. It's going to give us a whole nother uh, layer of some very important things that we all know might be boring to think about and talk about, but they're pertinent, they're important, and I think we can bring uh, some fire and some jazz to them. So thank you both. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. And thank you, Jenny, for having me on your show. Oh, anytime, friend, anytime. You are listening to the Pharmacy Compliance Guide with Jenny and Ainsley. And we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.